to sequels, where we talk about the direct-to-video sequels of childhood classics, horror franchise installations, and those action films where they recast the lead actor to someone gentler on the budget. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, Associate Editor at Talk Film Society. I'm Shaquille Lambert from OneOfUs.net. And I'm Ale Gonzalez from FThisMovie.com. Today, we are watching The Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. Yeah! <laughs> the Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption, is the direct-to-video threequel to the 2008 film The Scorpion King, Rise of a Warrior, which was a direct-to-video sequel to the 2002 film The Scorpion King, which <laughs> it wasn't direct-to-video, but it was a spin-off of The Mummy Returns. Which is a sequel to The Mummy. God, that's a tree <laughs> for your ass. I feel like I could have even gone farther into it, you know what I mean? But I, I held back. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a, a wormhole on IMDb right now. <laughs> so, just to kind of clear things up, that uh, The Scorpion King 2 is actually a prequel to the original Scorpion King. So, technically, it's a prequel to the prequel. Oh, no. <laughs> which is itself is a spinoff. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I need some help with this. I saw The Mummy, and I saw The Mummy Returns. The Scorpion King is a prequel to The Mummy. Yes. About the Scorpion King, who is the main villain of The Mummy Returns, correct? correct. Yes. So then, Mm -hmm. The Scorpion King, Rise of a Warrior, which is the second film after the scorpion king is that a prequel to the scorpion king or is, does that happen after it's a prequel to the scorpion king <laughs> holy shit <laughs> and then the scorpion king 3 which is the one we're talking about now that's a sequel to the scorpion king it's still a prequel to the mummy returns so in chronological order it would be the scorpion king 2 Yes. Mm-hmm. The Scorpion King, Scorpion yes. King 3, yes. Mummy, and then Mummy Returns. Yes. Wait, no, well, wait, what? We're not, we're, not, we're not even considering the Scorpion King 4 and 5. Oh, that's <laughs> no, true. No, no, no. The we fifth can't one just came out, like, what? Like, a couple months ago? <laughs> wait a second. I, I need to clarify. I thought it was Scorpion King 2, yeah. then Scorpion King 3, yeah. then the Scorpion King, then the Mummy Returns, and then... Oh, no, then the Mummy, then the Mummy Returns. Well, no, because, okay, so... This is going to tap into the plot a little bit, but this movie that we saw, Scorpion King 3, Battle of Redemption, happens after he loses, you know, his kingdom, which he fights for in the first one. (laughs) So it's... (laughs) I don't know how I remember that, but anyway. So yeah, it's Scorpion King 2, Scorpion King, Scorpion King 3... The Mummy, The Mummy Returns. Pretty much anything, anything in this series takes place before The Mummy, which mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Are we going to watch the other ones? <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Are we done? I, th- I want to keep it kind of like a one franchise for a movie thing, but think, just to also think about this is that The Scorpion King was about The Scorpion King's rise to power, and so The Scorpion 2 was about the rise before the rise to the power, so he's out here rising multiple times yes, many before times. he yeah, even he gets is. The Mummy, and this is the third <laughs> <laughs> the third movie where he loses everything but has to rise again <laughs> so as Ali mentioned yeah after he has defeated like the villain from the first movie I don't remember who the fuck he was and he gains his kingdom and becomes Scorpion King a couple years later everyone he cares about dies and he loses his kingdom due to like some mysterious illness that they never predicted so he's out here being a mercenary again but then he mm-hmm. gets hired by Ron Perlman who looks like the most bored dungeon master I've ever seen and we'll talk about that wig later we'll talk about that later <laughs> he gets hired to go protect this other kingdom from his evil brother played by Billy Zane and he ends up 
he originally he's just like i just want my money and i want to go i don't want to do anything i want to deal with the sins of my past and just run away from my problems but then he ends up again rising to power again yeah there are a few things in there that you know there's like a romantic subplot and stuff which we'll talk about later (laughs) (laughs) what are your like overall thoughts to start with. I- I'm gonna start off with this. I was fucking miserable <laughs> this shit. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. I was miserable for the first 15 minutes and then I was like, this is obviously not gonna be a fucking good movie. Let me just accept that now and let it take me on the ride and I fucking <laughs> loved it. I would watch that shit again. Like, it was so funny. Mm, it is funny. There are things I really like about this movie that I did not think I would ever say I liked about this movie i fucking loved um his buddy olaf he was so funny oh i have so many issues with olaf from the get <laughs> yes and apparently every single character that's ever been named olaf is just the inspiration <laughs> for my fucking ire because fuck that snowman fuck uh the dude from a series of unfortunate events and fuck this man too because this guy who's supposed to be the comedic sidekick to the scorpion king i'm I don't even remember what the fuck this actor's name was. No, he's not even billing on the freaking DVD <laughs> He has cover. like, well, how can you when you have Batista, you have Kimbo Slice? We don't even need to get into the fact that Kimbo and Batista don't show up until an hour in. They're only in the movie for a total maybe 15 minutes. It's... Listeners, I have never felt more happy than when I read this cast list. And then I never felt more sad (laughs) until it was an hour in and they finally show up. And I'm like, why did Batista get pushed uh, back like this? Is this before they realize that he's like amazing? Is that what happened? Well, this was, yeah, this is like the very beginnings of his acting career. I think Guardians actually came out a little bit. When did Guardians come out? Like 2013? Guardians came out in 2014. Yeah, so this was two years before Guardian, you know, or Guardians. So I don't think he was. He was still working in the WWE. At yeah, so he he's in a few things before he made his big like acting break. This was not a good thing that he was in. <laughs> I think he maybe said like three words. It's funny because you can like see him struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see him being like, "Hey, I can act," and you guys aren't even giving me a chance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, and I can tell he was desperate for this role or to be an actor because. He wore that cheesy helmet, <laughs> which you can find a photo of that on the sequel's Twitter. Yeah, as soon as you shared that, I was like, okay, that is our uh, cover photo for the week. Thank you. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, this is my shit. I love this. <laughs> Everything about this. But going back to it, Olaf is annoying and terrible. And all he does is really burp and say just like, hey, I want a son and I'm going to sleep with these girls and everything. It's- no, he's... Oh, but he's so funny. Like, there was a lot of misogynistic stuff in this, but... You know, aside from that. The whole film is problematic. I mean, it's yeah, all white guys in the main fuck. roles. It's bad. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, Olaf, I still think he was really funny. I really, like, every time he opened his mouth, I knew it was going to be something cheesy and, like, corny, but that's me, 100%. And also, I want to say, the main character, I don't know who plays him. Victor Webster. Um, he, okay, Shaq, you'll <laughs> understand this because you watch the WWE, but isn't he kind of like Roman Reigns light? Like, that, that is what I kept thinking. He looks like a low rent Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, it, which is it makes sense because he's trying to replace shame. the Rock. The dude's a dork, but he definitely was like pulling off that like all leather girl like 
cat suit thing he had going on. Whatever he was wearing only to protect his abs, I was into it. I was like, yeah, good job, man. You wear that. There was like a joke that Olaf said about his hair, and I was so glad he said it because his hair was so gorgeous. Oh, it's luxurious. <laughs> Watching the, the the first movie before this, because I hadn't seen the first movie for, uh, until like two days ago before we record this. So that first movie's not great, but at the very least, you could see that's where like the nugget of The Rock's charisma like on the silver screen works because right. that was his first ever like starring role. Right. And so immediately going into this is such a downgrade <laughs> because he tries to add way more quips even though for the first movie the Scorpion King was mostly silent. He was just kind of a presence and he was like, okay, no, this dude's the real deal. But with this movie where he's just throwing out quips every five minutes. And it was like trying to kind of emulate The Rock's natural charisma by writing lines for this guy that would otherwise be charismatic, but he had the charisma of like a spork. (laughs) So it didn't translate well. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think sporks are charismatic. (laughs) He is not. (laughs) That was my dad joke for the podcast. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) All right, that's it. Podcast is over. Enjoy. Just one. Everybody gets one dad joke on this podcast. Just to take a step back real quick. We've all seen The Mummy. Yes. Yes, I love The Mummy. I haven't seen The Mummy Returns. I love The Mummy Returns. I've seen, like, the ten minutes that everyone shows of, like, how horrible the CG is when The Rock turns into, like, that terrible, like, cat looking thing same i've seen that yes and that was that was nightmare fuel for me for quite some time i don't know why i haven't seen the mummy returns but i do remember what the rock looks like i know what the scorpion king is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. i've never seen any of these other films so i was like why did they go off on a tangent with this guy the scorpion king i do not understand i really like the scorpion king movie i know Shaq said it wasn't great and i did watch it when i was eight and i haven't seen it since so i don't know what the I'm basing my opinion on, but I remember really enjoying. That's the thing. It's it, the first one's not bad. Like I say, it's not great, but it's like the most. You're watching this on like TNT on a Saturday afternoon when you're Amen. folding laundry, yes. and like, oh hey, yes. you know, I'm gonna just watch this, and it's a good time waster. This, this is not that. <laughs> this was so fun, Shaq. <laughs> this was so fun. It reminded me of Hercules. Yeah. Oh my god, I was I was saving that to the end where I was like, I wish I saw. Kevin Sorbo in this instead. This actually Doesn't reminded remind me of Xena. Of like Xena? Yes! Yeah. Oh my exactly. god! Twinsies! It reminds me of Xena and Hercules. Like I used to watch those shows on like in the on like UPN in the middle right. of the day. It was definitely shot that way. Like it looked like it. And not just because it's like this lore or anything. It just looked this like the same stylistically. Yeah, it's like shitty actors mm-hmm. and like and I mean the costuming could be better, but it's not the worst well, I part. I thought about the costuming it. was pretty good. Um the main girl, what's her name? Um Cobra. Her yeah. outfits Cobra. were on point. <laughs> on point. They dressed her like a prostitute, but like she was a very pretty prostitute. I mean, she I I fucking dug it. I really dug it. I was like, <laughs> yes, my goth like everything was black. I was living. Oh, that's true. I was that's like, true. okay. She, she can get it. So, leading, okay, this is a little bit of a digression, but there is a scene in the movie that aroused me, and I want to share this moment with oh you guys. Oh my god. Wait, which scene? Are we? 
if it's wait, hey, if it's listen, what I think it Shaq, is. If you can bring up Nala, how many times? <laughs> God forbid that Allie wants to go off and tell us about her sexual fantasies with one of the, the scenes of the film. It's fine. L- listen, it. listen. Side. This, this, this podcast is sex positive. Okay, yes, we're not going. Yes. Is we support the furries. We love goth prostitutes. But listen, just complete side note for just a half second. That Lion King movie that's coming out. Oh, we're my gonna God. get those in CG <laughs> with Beyonce. <laughs> they really knew what to do for Shaq. Okay. Anyway, back to back to the main point. What's the scene? Okay, so the scene where he um, finds out that she's a woman or whatever, and then like she challenges him to like a duel or something in front of the town that she is overlooking, mm-hmm. and they have like <laughs> they like fight, <laughs> they like fist fight, and she kicks his ass. Yes, I was aroused i was like hmm i didn't know i had this king but i loved it tell me that scene wasn't great what does like the pacific rim duel scene do for you like when (laughs) when uh those two are like fighting with the sticks i don't know nothing okay rewatch it now that you've like awakened to this kink (laughs) i think it was just because she was i mean they're both extremely attractive let's just take that off the table yes like I enjoyed watching them. That makes me sound terrible, but I did. And so I also had a problem, though, with, like, they had that one interaction, and then suddenly he was in love with her. Yeah. Like, he was like, I have to do this. He's like, I'm done with my dead wife. Yeah. (laughs) Who, shout out to Kelly Hugh for showing up in archival footage. (laughs) (laughs) Deserved just better. But, like, he goes to Olaf, and he's like, change of plans. And he's like, is it because you love her? And he's like, she's under my skin. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You've had maybe two conversations with her. Yep. <laughs> that sounds about right for these kinds of films. Yeah. Yeah. I, for the most part, was not attracted to anyone in this film. Oh, no. You know what? Honestly, guys, this is going to be a little embarrassing, but Billy was hot. In this. I knew it. No, I Billy is always hot. I was hot. waiting for one of y'all to say it. I was waiting for one of y'all to say it. He literally plays his character from Titanic on, like, steroids in this. <laughs> Billy was genuinely good in this. I liked every scene with him in it. I liked the way he delivered the lines. I thought he was hilarious. I'm just concerned about how well he plays the asshole. Does that make him an asshole in real life? Because he plays this so convincingly. He's an asshole. I can, I'm pretty sure. He, 100%. That one scene where he's talking to, like, Batista and, like, the other ghost warriors that he summoned, and he's like, oh, you're all my slaves. Slaves, (laughs) slaves, slaves. And then you think the scene's done, and he's just singing, slaves, and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He fucking went for it, and I love it so much. I think I really like it when, like, character, or, like, when actors go a little too hard with the villain role. And I can say this because I really like Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) I think he just knew the movie he was in. He's like, fuck this. I'm just gonna have a fun-ass time. And you can tell he was having a super fun time with this. There was the scene where, like, she's ready to, like, consummate their marriage. Oh my, that scene killed me. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, totally believing her. Like, he's unaware that they're scheming. And he's, oh my god, that that scene is so funny. But that's one of the problematic scenes, also. Especially right before that when um uh, uh i almost said i was called him conan fake conan <laughs> he's talking to olaf and he's like listen we need to go rescue uh cobra before like they like she like gets violated by billy zane and he was just like oh her sacrifice will not be in vain and i'm like um excuse me 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of problems with this film. And it only came out in 2012. Can I ask a question? You said that a new one just came out. Yes. Is everybody white still? Like, I, let me see. <laughs> I, I haven't checked who was in it. What I noticed is like, there were people of color in this, but they were all evil or poor. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, no, the princess, the princess and like the, the kingdom they're protecting were people of color. Yeah, they were saved by white people. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, they were either like, poor and like in desperate need of a white savior or evil so um that's not a good look oh no it's not like why is ron perlman in this <laughs> can, can we just talk about that ron perlman what was he even doing oh. honestly though there was one scene with ron perlman where he's like dueling with people and then he got the message and then he just starts swinging his sword and everybody runs away oh from him. my I, the overhead shot of everyone running away from him all his people <laughs> made me laugh out loud <laughs> So funny. The first second I laid eyes on Ron Perlman in this film, I was about to turn it off and tell you guys I quit the podcast. <laughs> because the wig is bad. It like, like, they took, they took I want a that fucking wig. clip and an extension and they like, <laughs> They, like, put it beautiful. On, they put it over top his ears and surrounding his head, but they didn't do anything to the top. <laughs> he so was on a damn Herbal Essences commercial. <laughs> so bad. Oh I can't. I can't. Uh, Guillermo del Toro should never leave Ron Perlman. <laughs> he is lost without GDT. He is lost without him. Ron Perlman is probably the second, if not the first, billing on this like DVD. And also, he has like maybe the most space aside from Billy Zane. But he has this gigantic ass head in this. <laughs> and he's only in the movie for like Ron five Perlman, minutes. Ron Perlman, as someone with a big ass head, <laughs> you really need to stop. <laughs> you need to get some bangs. <laughs> he does have a big head. I love Ron Perlman, by the way, I don't want anyone to take this as like. I love him. His face is so big. I adore him. (laughs) His whole face is big. Like, his head takes up the whole of the cover, (laughs) and the Scorpion King's barely in it. He's the main character. The billing is so bad. Like, that's really the most egregious thing about this film is how bad the billing is. (laughs) I just want to know why they got this random ass. I don't. I've never seen this guy. They could have put Batista in the lead. Like, he could have pulled off Scorpion King. Legitimately. Uh, he absolutely would have been too good to be Scorpion King in this film. God. So they've made him a fucking lackey? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, like, that doesn't make My sense, you know what I mean? Is, like, how do you, like, almost try to have, like, the a person who is the right color <laughs> as Scorpion King <laughs> and then get whiter and whiter as you go along? Like, how do you mess that up? I have to look at this guy. Like, is this guy a person of color? No, his last name's Webster. <laughs> Victor Webster. <laughs> that, that does that not white. sound like a white man to you? Oh my god, he's so Caucasian. Calgary, he's Canadian. He's, he's from Canadian. Da- he's from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> There comes a time I think we need to address this because I've been I've been holding my tongue about this. The <laughs> moment I went fuck this ninjas as soon as ninjas popped up I was like what is this? Oh my god! But what if the main what if the main girl was white and she was playing Cobra? Oh, that that would have been so, so much worse. <laughs> How did they actually like not mess up in only that one spot? I was in, like, like okay. one regard, just one regard. It helps that they filmed it in Thailand, so they're like, <laughs> all right. We can see if we can get a Thai actress. We're gonna call you monkey people for the whole film, but oh, we're God. gonna get that race right this time. She was great. I fucking loved her. She was great. No, she was good. I like her because she's like petite and not 
she's highly sexualized, but she's not what you would think of the type of girl they would grab for this film. I kind of think that, like, they had an opposite effect than they desired. I mean, obviously she's very hot, but I feel like she owned it. You know what I mean? And I really appreciate that. Like, I think she owned her sexuality, and I appreciate that. And I think that her using her sexuality to, like, manipulate men at the end of the movie, that's how, this is how I'm choosing to overlook (laughs) the (laughs) problematic aspects of the film. I think she chose her sexuality to manipulate a man, and I, I can get behind that. So... Side note, I want to bring back uh, something we mentioned in a previous episode, but last time when we were talking about that terrible I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, you brought up the IMDb and the the Letterboxd. So out of curiosity, when I was watching this, I looked at like the Letterboxd rating for Original Scorpion King and this. The first one was a 5.5 out of 10 average rating. I'm like, all right, that's fine. It's kind of average anyway. This, I looked, it was like a 3.7. And I was like, oh, we're in for some shit again. (laughs) i think 3.7 is generous yeah it's very generous and it's i gave it a two star because i had a fucking fun time you guys i understand that it was terribly made and to anyone else watching this i'm not recommending it because i don't want you to judge my movie taste based on this one movie (laughs) but i had a fucking blast like i almost want to watch it again it was just so funny i couldn't focus on it I had a really hard time focusing on this film. I had a hard time focusing on the actual plot. Yeah, I have no idea what happened with the plot. Because it was basically non-existent. I would zone in. They would they would be saying one-liners, and I'd be like, are they doing these one-liners on purpose, like, as a satire? <laughs> I don't know. Like, there was a, one scene where Olaf and, <laughs> and Scorpion King are, like, fighting those uh, guys that stole yeah. all their stuff. I almost broke a sweat. Back and forth. He's like, oh, cook my medium rare. Ba 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 ba. I'm like, I can't do this. But it got better. It slowly got better. There are times where Olaf genuinely made me laugh. He said when he first got introduced, Scorpion said he smelled, and he's like, I smell like warrior. <laughs> there are so many times where they just basically say they smell like shit. I really fucking loved it. <laughs> but that was so funny when he yelled that back so angrily. <laughs> I would have named this episode I Smell Like Warrior. <laughs> and he said something like, oh yeah, you guys are good for each other. You guys both have luscious hair or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. He, I really liked him. I really did. My whole thing though is w- with the quips is that every time they did one, the way they shot it was really awkward because they would shoot away from the person saying it. And so it looks, it's poorly 80 yard in. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, they're, they're saying this quip and you're like, they're showing like things on fire. And I'm like, why are you doing that? At least you can see in front of you now. Yeah. So <laughs> stupid. I hated it. Oh my it. God. I hated the quips. I mostly liked Olaf's jokes. Um, remember when Billy pulled that guy's ear off, like, really nonchalantly? Oh, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> I was like, is that a Verizon reference? Because immediately after he ripped it off, he's like, can you hear me now? And I was like... That's what you guys were talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he makes so many references in this. Yeah, just to explain, um, <laughs> we have a group chat on Twitter... And all of a sudden, both of them are like, is that a Verizon reference? Because they had watched it beforehand. I don't watch it until, like, last minute, everyone. I I try not to watch the movie until, like, ten minutes before the podcast. (laughs) And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And I was looking for that reference during the whole movie, and I could not find it. And now I get it. Okay, but I I was just confused. I was like, that is 
so out of place. But to be fair, that was also like his introductory scene. So I was like, okay, we're going on this level with him. All right, I got <laughs> okay. it. Can we talk about his um, conclusion scene where he's like, all right, people are going <laughs> to charge at me and kill me. And he's like, he was like, bring it on, bring it on. He dies in terrible slow-mo. It's so bad, but I was laughing so fucking hard <laughs> that slow-mo was pretty trash but there was some slow-mo during i think it's the first no it's the second like big war scene yeah yeah where it like slow-mos and it only shows like quick bits of action from multiple scenes i actually like that it didn't look bad i was impressed yeah it reminded me of lord of the rings a little bit yeah i like the one during the ninja fight when forget i keep almost saying conan god damn it but <laughs> this is this whole series low rent conan but yeah conan and olaf fighting the ninjas there was some cool slow-mo bits also i like that what was it olaf was like peeing Pee? and then he got kicked <laughs> in the dick by one of the ninjas out of nowhere. i took a picture of that and i wanted to see it. <laughs> it was so fucking funny so we will we'll definitely share that on the twitter i'm gonna what did he say oh i'm gonna make a stream of my own and then he like yeah. goes to pee and his pants are still down when the fucking ninja emerges from the fucking river and in slow <laughs> like attacks him with his dick still out and it is the best scene in the whole movie (laughs) overall this is the first action film that we've watched that is exact example of what we're trying to talk about which is like where they just recast the main actor and just keep on making these movies over and over again i don't understand how this happens in the action genre though did the scorpion king make so much money that this was like worth it not really it was like a modest success like it made its money back and everything but it's it wasn't like a blockbuster massive hit because the thing is they they did try and get a sequel with the rock but then things just kind of fell through so they're just like oh you know we have this property and people recognize it so we'll just kind of throw something together uh, we'll throw a direct to dvd because no one really give a shit like it'll air on tv and that's about it also i'd like to mention that the director of this is his name is royal rene and i have a very 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 strong feeling we're going to be seeing more of his shit because a lot of his stuff is direct to video sequels like death race and uh a couple wwe production films so like 12 uh 12 rounds the sequel to that that he did and so we're gonna see his shit in the future i'm looking at this How guy exciting. he's a fucking goof I'm about to go look <laughs> like we got around. listen we got death race 2 the marine 2 i'm down to watch two, the marine 2 you guys hard target 2 uh the man with the iron fist 2 oh my god he directed than humans tv show oh Oh, my god (laughs) they let him direct two episodes of that that makes so much sense i've never seen oh be glad you didn't (laughs) i don't know i mean if anything if they're all like this then i'll be down to fucking watch it because i really enjoyed this actually i feel like because this is the first time i've ever watched one of these like direct-to-video action sequels i had a hard time like getting into it but like i said there are parts of this that were genuinely well done and i was just like okay this is not as trashy as i thought it was gonna be you know when i started getting into it it was after that horrendous narrator at the beginning where he was like a long time ago <laughs> oh my no. god <laughs> like what that, that voice does not match the story that's being told i needed that though because i had no idea i don't know anything about these movies i didn't mind the recap i just 
felt like it was so commercial, like, movie ad. Like, that voice, like, in a world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. it didn't go. No real enthusiasm. It's, uh, in- it's interesting. I absolutely needed that. That's another reason why it reminded me of those old Sword and Sandal TV shows that we grew yeah. up watching on yeah. TV. It kind of makes me want to go and watch Xena. Can we just change the whole podcast to be us watch, re-watching Xena. I'm fucking down. I used to love that. It'd be better than watching this, so yeah. I think we would have a good time. That's the next podcast, everybody. Yes. Xena Princess Warrior. <laughs> Sequels is cancelled, everybody. Sequels is cancelled. We're gonna go watch Xena. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> She's a lesbian in that show, right? Like, do we get to see some, like, lesbian shit, or? Is she actually, or is it, like, is it, like, explicit, or is it more, like, implied? Oh, no, I think it's only implied. I have to remind myself that this was made in 2012, because it looks like it was made in 2003. Do you know what I'm saying? So we're like... Oh, no, I agree. <laughs> so yes. we're like, oh, my God, that's so progressive. Like, they really got a lot of screen time. But it only came out a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, so we're so like... <laughs> we're like, wow, good job, early 2000s. And then we're like, wait a second. So I would hope that they would have, you know, important roles like that, and... I'm glad that they did get it. I really, really enjoyed the female. This is really the reason why we should go and watch like some terror, like something like late eighties, early nineties direct video action. Oh, don't do this to me, please. (laughs) Because I, I feel like this was a little bit too forgiving. I feel like we should have went a little harder so with the action film. Here's okay. This is why there's a discrepancy in this group right now because <laughs> Sarah's Sarah's vision when she started this podcast was I want to find the worst direct-to-video sequel ever made, and I want to watch it. For me, you it's, make me much eviler than I am. I'm about this. <laughs> For me, it's like I want to make people love direct-to-video sequels because there are some hidden gems out there. So we are... (laughs) And I'm just here to do the best of both worlds. I'm like, hey, I want to see the good stuff, but I want to see the super egregiously (laughs) terrible shit. I only made this podcast so we could watch direct-to-video Disney sequels. Let's be honest. I just wanted to watch Mulan 2. Oh my god, yes! No, we... Listen, we already full on in this. (laughs) I've let you guys make me watch one horror film. I finally watched one of these action films. But if I could keep pushing the Disney films in, I will. Well, um, (laughs) are we allowed to disclose what next week's is? Because remember last week we we discussed a little bit. I literally have no idea what you guys are about to say. I cannot remember. (laughs) I will say it, and since I'm going to say it, it's official, okay? We are going to watch George of the Jungle 2. Oh my god! God, I forgot. Oh no. <laughs> oh God. Is it next week? Even though we put these out like every two weeks. Next episode. <laughs> yeah, next I'm episode. We're doing George of the Jungle two. I've never seen the original. <laughs> so first of all, the original is legitimately. I'm not joking. My most watched movie of all fucking time. I might rewatch the original. You should. It's so good, you guys. Like, oh my God. I used to watch it every day when I got home from school because I had the VHS. This is. Funny because th- that'll be the second Brendan Fraser spin off direct to video in a row. <laughs> And he's not even in the second one. They replace him too, so it's gonna go with the theme. Oh yeah, they replace him with Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, got what? the Sandman up in this. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. You guys should watch it uh, ahead of time before our episode comes out, so that you guys know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I feel like we've touched on everything I've ever wanted. Like everything, every joke that I have for this final part, we've already used. So I'm just gonna use it again. 
this shit just is just a worse version of the Hercules series of fucking Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> I wish he was in this fucking the 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 new Scorpion King has like less than zero charisma. Olaf is the most annoying motherfucker in the world. Billy Zane and Cobra make this movie because they're great. Kimbo yeah, Slice so and Batista good. are woefully underused, especially Batista because he doesn't get to do shit except wear that fancy helmet. Except wear that great helmet, which looks like something out of Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it does. The <laughs> yes, action, does. for the most part, is just kind of like it's terrible except there's a couple parts that aren't but i'm not expecting much out of a movie that got downgraded from like a 60 million dollar movie to like a five million dollar one ron yeah we mentioned ron perlman who's in it for just five minutes with that luxurious ass hair which is the funniest fucking thing in the world and i'm sorry guys we don't have a bellamy hair extension code (laughs) for you to use as a discount my man got that (laughs) weave (laughs) (laughs) this shit sucks i wouldn't even recommend seeing it on like a thursday afternoon like the first one just go watch the one with the rock the one the one with the rock is fun me and Shaq are never going to agree on a film i think not on this show i swear <laughs> i think this movie was really worth watching it like for nothing else except laughing at it i think this is one of those movies that you can watch in a group because the jokes people will be making will really make it worthwhile i think it's funny as fuck i loved olaf i thought it was a very attractive film, as in everybody in it is attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not long at all. Like, it's fine. It's totally fine. If you are really, really inclined to know everything about the Scorpion King, you have to watch it. This film exceeded my expectations. <laughs> Where were your expectations? <laughs> my expectations were that it was going to be a lot uglier than it was. Like, I'm surprised by the budget this film yeah, had. Yeah, gotcha. I'm surprised that I didn't see more atrocious CGI than I did. Yeah. Kimbo Slice looked pretty cool to me. Oh, he did. I was actually really impressed by that. Did he glow in the dark? His eyes were all orange. Oh, good. For the fact that that was probably, like, on the higher end of the CGI they did, I was pretty impressed of the special effects. I was like, okay, that's fine. I thought it could have been a lot more atrocious. Of course, the writing was bad, but otherwise, I was like, hey, this isn't too terrible. It's longer. Why are any of these direct-to-video sequels more than, like, an hour long? <laughs> and is it just because I'm, like, rushing to watch these films before we record that I'm so annoyed by this? It was, like, an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. The, the first- it wasn't an hour and 45 minutes. It was, like, an hour and a half. No. Oh, it's an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, shit. I know because I was staring at the runtime <laughs> trying to make sure that I would finish watching this before we recorded. I was trying to make sure this shit go- went faster because the first movie is an hour and a half. And I don't know what extra, what what Michael Bay type nonsense they need to pad this out to make it an hour and 45 minutes, but it really didn't need to be an hour and 45 minutes. I would follow Ron Perlman and his beautiful gray wig into battle. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> Even with his long fleshy face. I would follow him into battle. I know, I didn't hate this film. Uh, two out of five Kimbo slices. <laughs> I Honestly, I felt as awful here as you guys did with the I'll Always Know What You Did last summer, where I'm just sitting there just like, Ugh. Wait, so did you like this more than that? It's be- It's better, but I don't like it that <laughs> I like it about uh, on an even level. Okay, fair. I'll Always Know What You Did last summer was the worst film I've ever had <laughs> Yeah, same here. Okay, let's go ahead and do plugs that you guys love so much. Shaq? 
Hey, yeah, you know what it is. Hey, follow your boy Shaq, S-H-A-K Excellence on Twitter and pretty much all social media. Also, go check out oneofus.net. That's the fucking site I do a lot of reviews on. A lot of good shit over there. And if you if you enjoy the stuff over there, you know, give a dollar or two and subscribe. There's some extra shows and shit. You know, you'll enjoy it. All right. So I'm Ale and... I am at sick underscore underscore six six. I write it at thismovie.net and sometimes on Daily Grindhouse. And I do this podcast, believe it or not. Also, if you feel inclined, check out my wish list on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said you got to make it now. <laughs> she needs headphones, everyone. I do need headphones. Her Sarah gives me a lot of shit because I use like my tangly ass Apple headphones to record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm an editor at Talk Film Society. They put out some stuff. You should read that. I also do another podcast called We Forgive You. What else do I do with my life? That's it. Yes. And more than anything, just let us know that you guys are listening and enjoying the podcast because that really actually, like, <laughs> means a lot to us. So <laughs> it, it cheers our cold, dead heart. This is the most fun I have doing. Yeah. Is, is just like, this is the best shit. And also, yeah, give us some fucking five star ratings on iTunes or like a likes on Spotify or wherever. Wherever you could give feedback, please do, because we appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.